0: Everybody, welcome to another edition of True Seekers. We have a coach's corner today. We're going to take some new questions from the mailbag. Of course, please send in your video questions or your written questions to email. You can find us at uh, ProAdvisorCoach.com, anywhere where you watch your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify. Am I missing anything, coach?
1: All the places. Anchor. I don't know. There's more. There's, there's lots. There's podcasts everywhere these days
0: wherever you consume your pockets. Anyways, coach, I figured if you jump right in, we got some mailbag questions. The first question today comes from Jennifer who lives in Charlotte. She says, what's the best approach to managing changes outside my control? I thought this is a cool question because this is, and this applies to everybody, but what, maybe you can share some be- best practices for how you manage that.
1: What's the best approach for managing changes outside of your control? yeah it's a spectacular question and one that is relevant i my, my bet is for basically everyone um, i i work with a someone today who is trying to figure out what the next steps in his business established business already but what's my next steps so i've got this option here i've got that option there and when when you're looking at options that are right in front of you it's like what next step do i take and if you've been successful in, in any way that like those options are probably legit like it, we whatever one you go to and it's it's difficult to know what's the right one but the surefire way of knowing what the right one is is to define where you want to go and so once you've defined where you want to go and where you want to go might sound a bit arbitrary as well, but what that really means is in that particular context of your life, depending on which part of your life you're talking about, what's the medium or long-term area or how does it affect your entirety of life? So where do you want to go in that particular place and which option bets fits the journey that you want to go on? And really the the answer to what's the best approach of managing changes outside of your control is that you, you should be focused on where you want to go anyway. And then any changes come up Will have much less impact on, on that in the first place, because tra- essentially, if you know that look, you're you're at start point A and you want to get to end point B, then you know where you could see B and you're at A and you start to like go along the journey. And when when things pop up in that journey, like trees fall down or roads are closed or the, the rain's bad. Or just some way of not getting to that next step. You can you know that you're already going to B so what you're doing is you just maneuver your way around B uh, r- around that obstacle, excuse me, rather to get to B. So the changes that are out of your control, it's just the way of, okay, well, how do I get around this change? What do I really want? What adjustments do I need to make? Cause you know what? Like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves.
0: It's so true. And I'm actually going to build off of what you mentioned and use a martial arts reference, which is as your more, your, uh, Um, environment that you're more used to but I I know maybe you know more about this than I do but there's a martial arts or or multiple um, versions of this where they use energy against the opponent does that does that ring a bell yeah when somebody goes to throw a punch you you sidestep them and use their energy against them and you can attack after that so I, I think of the same thing when things are outside of our control there's an opportunity there somehow some way so I think the stress that we feel from experiencing things that are outside of our control that are maybe at first perceived that don't serve us always have an opportunity some sort of silver lining hidden some, somewhere, some, somehow inside of it that we have to seek out, like, it's not obvious, but it's using the energy that's already there to build off of that and make it, make it even more great or, or get to the end result even more quickly than you had originally intended. Yep life happens for us
1: if you want to see it you know what's what's wrong is always available but so is what's right
0: the default tends to be what's wrong it's so funny having that mantra because you can repeat it that you know so many times and then once you're in it that's the superpower right is being able to recognize it because it doesn't feel like you think it would feel when you have that mantra and and go back to martial arts or any sort of other training right you
1: train so then when you're in the place where it's it's high stress that you're the default you've put enough repetitions in, repetition is a mother of skill. So that when you do get in that position when you actually have to use it, it's there for you. Because mm. it's one thing knowing it, and there's another thing actually living it, and another thing like experiencing it in in a place where that's unexpected. Right? And so that's why we do the reps, do the reps that never never stop. You're just building up, building up, building up—just protection for when it, when you do have to
0: use it. You hope it's there for you. So let me ask that question because the the question is predicated on things that we can't control. How do we train for that? What's the what's the training look like? What is, repetitions for what? Uh, to get the outcome we want to get
1: to, right? to take the meaning that we want to take. Because if mm, we if anything, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: because the if we're not intentional about the meaning we're giving to things we will tend to give it a meaning that's not helpful for us. Mm. So any opportunity is like, okay, well, what meaning do I want to give this? And even when you're looking back and kind of analyzing a little bit, what meaning did I give it? Because I gave it that meaning, I felt that way. Okay, so I didn't like feeling that way. So I'm going to give it a different meaning. So I feel a different way. And the more that you can practice that, the more you can see it. Hopefully the game is that when you're in the moment, and there's some big thing this big change happens that the environment outside of us we can't control that we didn't expect that you just have a little bit of space that there's no reaction it's an intentional next
0: step mm. so the practice is assigning meaning that will actually serve us i think that's key i think when i maybe first heard that it didn't make as much sense to me as it does now but i think the meaning that we automatically assign to things and i use the, the word automatically intentionally. Because our mind has run on programs, you know, since it was programmed and we weren't aware when it was programmed, but we see the world in the way that we do because of what we've been through, what's been deeply ingrained in us. So it's, it's the, that's the growth opportunity because it's different every time, but it's the practice of it that makes us efficient at it every single time. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. So there's a good segue into question number two from the mailbag. This comes from Victoria and Charlotte. Uh, and this is a little bit more, it's just along the same lines, but it's a bit more specific. So uh, if I have an important client engagement upcoming, how can I manage the stress? If I have an important client engagement upcoming,
1: how can I manage the stress? Well, I guess my first thought is, what, why are you deciding to take stress from it? Is that helpful? You might say yes. Uh, like, If you think about what stress is, Stress is nothing but a push on, on us in terms of our emotions. And when you can think about almost physical stress as well, hey, let's keep the theme working out. But you need to go and work out your muscles and put stress on them if you want them to get bigger. Mm. So that's intentional stress. You might not think about that as, as stress in the same way you might think about it emotionally, but it's the same. It's basically the same thing. You're putting something under stress. To give it an opportunity to get stronger, to build the muscle, to practice. And so, like, yes, take some stress from those client meetings, and know that that's a good thing. But use the use the level which that you want that's helpful for you, because like by working out, if you worked out and like lift, if you, did, if you did deadlifts every day for a week, that would not be advantageous to your health and your strength and your muscle growth. That would would push you down. That would be problematic. But if you did deadlifts once a week, you're going to probably grow from that if you're doing good deadlifts and you're eating well because you're outside of the working out and growing from it. So think about that. Like your cool client engagement. How good is that? You get to push yourself. That stress just means that you are pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit. So just know that that's a starting point. Uh, This is an opportunity you get to step up. And then just go to what, what type of outcome do you want? What's the outcome that you want from that meeting? And what do you need to do to prepare for that outcome?
0: And then get excited. Absolutely. Bring the energy, right? Yeah. You, ended, you ended where I was going to maybe begin my response with the preparation. <laughs> uh, sometimes stress is just the feeling that we have for, you know, not feeling ready or if we're confident, right? If you think about a time when you were confident there's just no doubt. There's, there's no doubt. So if you have a client engagement where there's stress, maybe there's doubt somewhere or uncertainty. And the only way to overcome that is be as certain as possible about your approach and prepare. So you know, I'll, I'll admit there's been times in my past where I've prepared till the cows came home and I still felt a little bit uncertain about the situation. But I think that makes you sharper to your point. That that's, that's the indicator that there's something good that is about to happen some sort of, this is the challenge for what I've been asking for, greater, you know, greater money from the client or uh, wowing them at some point, you know, trying to go above and beyond for them. That is what I can leverage the energy. You know, that's the martial art. The punch being thrown at me is the anxiety or the stress and turning it around on itself is, well, what's the biggest form of wow that I can deliver here? And how can I be as prepared as possible when I engage the client for it?
1: Absolutely. So what comes first, the certainty or the preparation?
0: I think so many of us want to see the certain, the, uh, run, want to prepare to get to the certainty, but it's certainty is nothing more than a state of mind. And I think we can get to that and, and kind of reverse engineer it. If I'm certain, then what kind of preparation would I need to show up to deliver the best results? Right
1: it's a funny it's a funny one right like because you're like i need to prepare to be be certain and but what part of that preparation do you decide to tell yourself i'm certain now because it's just it's just a let's just say i could i'm studying for an exam like i read the read here's the textbook you read it and you make notes you read it and you make notes at a certain point you might decide i'm certain i'm going to pass it now You might also say that I need to read it as many times and take as many notes as I can. And that could put you in a place where you are up to taking the exam and you still feel like you're not prepared because you told yourself it's as many times as you can. So there's no winning parameter from that versus if you start and say, look, I'm going to read this thing three times. I'm going to make notes on it three times. And once I've done that, I'm going to consider myself prepared and certain. Go do that. And you will feel that. Mm -hmm and so it's it's setting the parameters and the the part in between is tough bro because it's like okay i felt i felt certain now well what what was the thing that happened because somewhere subconsciously in your body you told yourself you're certain it was there somehow you just didn't realize what it was mm. so if you can just define that you'll get better at seeing it for you, yourself and then ultimately is like you know that in any given situation where it's uncomfortable that there's your opportunity to grow and learn so you can always win in an uncomfortable situation so regardless of the preparation, I always win. So you can just take the certainty from the uncertainty. Oh, good! I've got some uncertainty. It's uncomfortable. So I definitely know I'm going to grow. And when I grow, that means I win. I expand. I become more. So I can create more, be more, give back more. So all I've got to do is be uncertain and uncomfortable to do that. So I'm certain that that makes me uh, grow.
0: So I can. So regardless of the preparation, I'm already. I'm already good. Thanks. <laughs> certainty comes from uncertainty so thank you for the uncertainty I I actually am seeking it out in my life I I welcome it because I know good things are about to happen yeah exactly
1: like I'm 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 almost more uncertain when it's comfortable because that's Mm. the that's the danger zone right it's like as soon as it starts to feel comfortable I get uncertain because it's like oh what what's happening what, what am i not doing where, do, where am i not checking in am i checking in and um
0: so it's, it's kind of the reverse yeah it's a whole new level of programming right there actually mm. that's, that's what comes across for me but that's a good point yeah hey, coach we're going to leave it there appreciate it uh thank you for uh this engaging conversation another episode of Two secrets we'll see you next week